Hey everybody, it's Amanda. Welcome or welcome back to the Park Ridge Presby podcast, the message podcast of Park Ridge Presbyterian Church in Park Ridge, Illinois. We would love for you to experience a Sunday morning with us, or you can always connect with us on social media. We are Park Ridge Presby on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We hope this message inspires your faith to make a difference for you every day. All right, so we are wrapping up a sermon series, The Promise of Peace, and today we are talking about how the promise of peace is personal. And because of our online-only Christmas Day service, Pastor Josh and I have a chance to sit down and talk about kind of the Christmas season as a whole, where we're seeing God's peace showing up, um, and some of the reminders, some of the messages that we are getting this Christmas season, and how it's showing up personally for us. So we're going to start with some easy questions, maybe easy questions, I don't know. Um, So Josh, you're on the hot seat first. What's the least peaceful time for you during the Christmas season? So um, the least peaceful time for me is early in December and like right around Thanksgiving because I get to channel all of the seasonal anxiety early uh, because I'm one of the people with you, of course, that makes the season happen for people. And so I'm like, if it fails, it's because um, I didn't do what I needed to do earlier. Mm-hmm. Where other people are like, I got to get the shopping done. I got to get the, the cooking done or whatever it is. Like that comes later. Um, and I'm like, by the time that all rolls around, I'm like, we're done. We're done. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Service yep. is planned. So yeah. How about you? When, what's the, mo- uh, the least peaceful part for you? So I kid you not, it is like, the drive to my parents' house around the holidays. Mm. It doesn't matter how on time we are, it always feels late. Uh, it doesn't matter like how easy it was to get packed up, but if there's family from out of town at my parents' house, those 25 minutes, like I, I'm late and they're waiting on me is what it feels like. And nobody um, can make me happy during that amount of time. Cause I'm like, you're late and I'm waiting on you. We didn't leave early enough. And then we get there and like nothing's happening. Like, yeah, I was just that, gonna say that like, is not. Yeah, that is not coming up, from your mom and dad. I'm they are not up like with that. The toddler. Yeah, mm-hmm. We also don't really yeah. do anything but sit around and eat and hang out. Nothing's happening. I'm not late for anything. But um, in the during the holidays, when family's in town, it's that 27 minutes just getting to my parents' house. I kid you not. It's it's not peaceful. I'm not pleasant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not a fun drive across Dempster to it's like Winneka. Not, also, it's that just direction. not convenient. Yeah. But also. Mm-hmm. As my parents will say, it's closer than New Jersey, so I should really just get over it. But that's my really least favorite, least peaceful moment, kind of Thanksgiving to New Year's, that whole, any drive around that, if people are visiting. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not great. Yeah. What the most peaceful time? So um, the most peaceful moment for me is, uh, I'm very lucky, and because I am uh, a person of privilege, for sure, and a man, and so um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, are surprisingly peaceful for me. You're just like hanging out in your pajamas or something? Uh, no, um, but because I have an amazing wife um, and because I have amazing colleagues, um, I get to uh, be more experiencing the Christmas moments of Eve, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day um, than a lot of people uh, because everybody's really kind to recognize that I've been in a peak kind of season. And so the time, by the time we get to Christmas Eve, like I am not going to be actually counted on to do much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, right. like preach and that's about it. Um, right. 
And, uh, and so it's really great um, to experience that, um, which I know is not true for a lot of pastors. A lot of pastors yeah. are like in chaos mode um, all throughout the 24th and 5th. So I really value that um, and I'm grateful for the people that give that to me. For sure. Yeah, how about you? What's uh, the most peaceful? Mine was also a Christmas Eve moment, which I'm not sure if that's just like holding on to my childhood, like Christmas stuff or um, because everything's done at that point, but it's, it's holding up the candles when we sing Silent Night on Christmas Eve. Doesn't matter when it is, whether they're battery or like wax is dripping on us, but like that's, that's the moment of peace. But like for sure that whole day is just joy. Like when people are getting there, when they're showing up, it's just the best. And again, like it's all done, you know, there's nothing left to like set up. It's just like making it happen with everybody. Yeah. It's so, it's awesome. So that's a little bit of joy snuck in there. So, okay, so we, we have said this, and I'm sure pastors say this all the time, the story doesn't change. The Christmas story doesn't change year to year. We read the same stories about what God has done with Jesus at Christmas, um, but we still tell the story every year. We still might um, learn the same thing every year and need that reminder, or we read something and we, you know, have a totally new understanding of it. So um, what stands out for you in the Christmas story this year or something familiar that you come back to year after year? Yeah, so there's this uh, phrase in Luke chapter 2 verse 7 uh, where it says uh, that there was no room for them in the inn. Uh, and this is a very familiar part of the passage, uh, but there's a specific thing that sticks out to me in this because uh, I know that uh, that word inn is not the best translation. Mm. Uh, and it's better to be understood as like guest room or like the back of the house. And this just reminds me so uh, deeply and importantly about who Jesus really was uh, and who God decided to be uh, through Jesus and why that's so important. Because what it reminds me about is that they were uh, first century Palestinian Jews um, that would have been the poorest of the poor and uh, that they didn't have a guest room to stay in. It was this back of the house. Uh, it reminds me also that they were in this like mud, you know, and maybe stone house mm -hmm. um, and that Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus got stuck in the back where the animals would have been. Mm -hmm. And what this reminds me of is that I need to step back from my um, understanding of who Jesus is that I build up mm. um, and that I have this preconceived notions about. And in particular, like for me, it's this you know, uh, male Midwest American, you know, layers upon layers that I have to back off. Um, and this helps me remember to do that. Um, and why that's important is because it helps me have a better understanding of like what it means to worship and to be loved by the real Jesus mm -hmm. and not something that I'm constructing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, and so, that's an important thing uh, for me um, that I get to re be reminded about. Uh, and now that my kids are a little bit older, actually it's some things we're starting to talk about at home just a little bit um, as well, so that they can have a, a more clear understanding of who Jesus is. Uh, and, and then like that matters because of, it matters, but also it's like when we start to worship and love the wrong things, mm. That's, well, literally idolatry, mm -hmm. um, but also then we don't actually have a personal relationship with 
the real Jesus or the closer the closest version we can get to, mm-hmm. we get a we get a, a ramped up version of it that's not good for anybody. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, um, and how tempting is it this like during this season to worship the wrong thing? Yeah, right? well it's exactly like in, a, yeah. in front of mm-hmm. us all the time. It well right. right. And it, you know, so <coughs> like the commercialization of the season and um, you know, forgetting about <laughs> Jesus like can happen uh, mm-hmm. if we don't get caught up. If we get caught up in all the things, so yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? What's the part of the Christmas story that you need to be reminded of every year? Every year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read some scripture to you all because this is what I look forward to hearing and need to hear uh, year after year. Um, and it comes from John one, um, and it says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God." All things were made through him, and without him was not anything was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, later in verse 9, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Then a little later, in verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So I feel like I could hear that every Christmas or Christmas Eve until I die, and it would still, like, hit me. Um, And it's what I grew up hearing on Christmas Eve. Um, It's what we say when we light that candle, right? And we hold up. And in my church growing up, like, the pastor held up his candle and everybody held up their candle in response and it was just this like big moment. Um, so I have for sure like nostalgia and childhood memories like with these words of scripture. Um, but what I, think, what I think will never get old for me um, and the truth that I always need and the truth I think the world always needs is the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And sometimes when I'm either reading that or paraphrasing that, you know, with students or even in like my own life. Um, I change it to, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Because I think that's like, that is the promise. And like, I need that and want that to be true, right? That a light shines in the darkness and the darkness can't overcome it. No matter how much darkness we feel like we're in, um, how much darkness we are in, darkness that's in the world, the brokenness, the pain, the lack of peace, all of those things that are very, very true. Um, Like we need this reminder, I need this reminder of this truth that's bigger than that, right? That like, but the light is more powerful, right? Um, And that the, like the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can't win and can't overcome it. Um, And so that's like the reminder I need year after year. well, especially over the last three years. Yeah, right? Yeah, because I think the, um, if there's something we can look back on and say the last three years have, have brought to us is um, many or all the kinds of darkness mm. that our world experiences mm-hmm. happened in the last three years uh, and sometimes all at once, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, and so just to, to think about what 2020 held and what 2021 held, and now 2022, uh, some of those things overlapped, uh, but certainly like those issues of mm-hmm. darkness uh, came all together. Right. Uh, and so it felt overwhelming. Right. Um, and like, right. is the darkness winning? 
Right, yeah. right. Because it can feel like that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to discredit that for yeah. people. Um, Individually, you know. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, like, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, if, yeah, if you are in a place and in a moment that feels that dark, like, that is, that's real and true um, for you. I don't want to discredit anybody's experience of that. Um, and still, the truth of this light that's bigger and brighter that can pull us out of that darkness, right? Um, is the, like, that's why we need the reminder, right? Because it doesn't feel like that every day. Um, and so that's what I always come back to. Um, and, you know, I think more and more peace sounds like trust to me these days. Um, and so, you know, a little later in John, Jesus is saying, like, I'm the light of the world, right? And so sometimes um, what I wonder is, you know, am I trusting that peace? Am I following that peace? Am I following that light? Are we following that light, um, you know, so that there's more shining? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about. Okay. Um, I didn't answer my own question here um, for this. How has God's peace surprised you recently? But I will uh, lead into it with saying I didn't know it sounded more like trust to me until recently when I've been reflecting on it. That peace, being at peace with something, um, seems like it means more like, do I trust it? Do I trust God? Do I trust God's promises? Um, that that is where I'm like getting senses of peace um, because there's been a lot of lack of peace in the world. I feel like our, my life is just constantly changing all the time, right? Um, that's life as a new parent, that's life as a toddler, like with a toddler. <laughs> um, you know, so just that peace, peace sounds like trust to me right now, and that is a surprising message to me. Well, I, that actually doesn't surprise me because that's similar to what has surprised me about God's peace at this season is that, uh, is that God's peace uh, does come, mm. and I have to trust that it's going to come in God's timing. Mm. Uh, because I like God's peace to come, of course, like when I want it. Sure, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not how God does it. Um, God's peace never comes in our time, it comes in God's time. And, you know, the story of the first Christmas is literally, you know, that God came into the world when uh, perhaps nobody expected it, um, but it was in God's time not anyone's time. Uh, and so that was really important um, this season for me to really experience uh, what it looks like when peace does come. It's when God sends it, uh, when you don't expect it. Uh, and it's also then like maybe when you want it the most, um, but also it's when you need it the most. Um, mm -hmm. it, sends, it seems to come. So, uh, and uh, trusting on that timing uh, is also important because sometimes you just feel like it's never going to come. Uh, but it always does come because it has come mm -hmm. like and so even if it doesn't come in the way we want it It's still present. So that's been a gift and a surprise um, and a reminder. I guess this uh, season for me. So that's great. Yeah All right, so What is one prayer for peace that you would have for our church in this new year? My, yeah, my one prayer for us in this regard is that we would uh, trust in God's timing to mm. bring God's peace uh, to us, to our church, and to the world. And specifically that we wouldn't try to rush it, that we wouldn't try to uh, make it happen on our own in uh, some way that God can only do, uh, you know, so that we can see the way that trust can come and will come 
uh, through God's peace. Um, so that's my prayer, that we can trust in God's timing to bring God's peace to us. Yeah, maybe like a little less hustle in the next year. Uh, <laughs> I can't promise that. Can like, you, can, no. Can we lean into that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, well, let's... <laughs> Uh, I think what we can do is, uh, the prayer would be that we would trust that God, where, where and how God's peace is meant to manifest, that it will manifest um, for itself. Mm -hmm. And that uh, when we do our part and God does God's part, uh, then, and we don't confuse the two, uh, then we can see God's peace happening. Because uh, I think the hustle thing, you know, if we, if we misapply that, we're mm -hmm. going to try to do the things that yeah. God is doing. Right, and, or like without God or, yeah. Right. And we can't make that happen. Right. So, uh, but on the flip side, and that's not our problem, like right. the, is like not doing the things um, right. that God wants us to do. So, yeah. but trusting in God's timing for sure. Yeah, Yeah. That's good. Any thoughts on that for us, your prayer for our church? Yeah, so my prayer for our church and specifically our next gen families is also a prayer for peace and trust that, you know, for myself, for the parents, for the kids, for the students, that God's gonna keep doing stuff when I'm on maternity leave here in a little bit. Um, and that like, I have this prayer that like, I have to make new friends when I come back. Like I have a prayer that there are new families because our church continues to show what God is doing here, right? And what's already happening and the, the families continue to you know, uh, make this a place where other families like want to be. So I have a prayer, both that we have peace in what is different and hard and a change about that, but I also really have this prayer that like, I have to make new friends when I come back. Um, and that like, th that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> that sounds hard actually. I just want all these people to be like, Amanda Hill? Like, who are you talking about? Who's Pastor Amanda? Cause like, we've, cause we have our small group leaders and like we went on this retreat. That's my prayer for us. For our church. Um, but also, you know, you mentioned some prayers for the world. As I think about peace for the world, um, the prayer I have for us is to continue to really see each other and see ourselves like as beloved and beloved by God. Because I think so much of the hurt and so much of the pain and brokenness and unrest and lack of peace that we experience is because we're not seeing people as fully human or enough or worthy. Um, and so I just really think if we had really that, um, that view of people, the way that God sees them, that that would be a more peaceful world. Yeah. So that's my prayer. But it's a big prayer, but also it's not when you just start with the people in your life that you can just see and really see, so. All right, well, that is um, a little bit of our reflection on um, God's uh, peace this season. And God's promise of peace is personal. It's personal to us and it is personal to you. And we pray that you have gotten to experience some of that this Christmas. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can subscribe to this podcast or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We are at Park Ridge Presby on all platforms.